0: What's up, DMV family? This is your boy, Leak, Hell of a Skins fan, coming at you with another podcast on day three of the draft. Wanted to kind of just let everything fall into place before I had made the podcast and talk about, give you guys my reaction and how I feel about the draft and what picks we've gotten so far up until the sixth round. Um, of course, you guys know, um, Dwayne Haskins was taken with the 15th overall pick. Um... I really gotta give it up to this front office. I mean, what a way to round out a first round! Uh, we all know the suspense of uh, the first fifteen picks. How everything fell into place, and coming into the draft, I really didn't believe that we were going to trade up. Um, and it. It surprised, and and it was all types of speculation days before that we wanted to trade in the top ten to try to get Dwayne. Uh, we was talking to the Jets. Um, we was talking to. We was talking to. Uh, I, I can't think of who has the fifth pick. I, I had I had a brain. I think it was Detroit who had the fifth, if I'm not mistaken. Um, we was talking to different teams who had um, the picks in those top ten. And when we was trying to move up and I thought to myself, I definitely did not want to see the skins move up from 15. Um, It would have took a lot of capital to move up in those picks. And I was content with us scaling back and and knowing what what value was on the board. Um, At 15, we could have went pass rusher. You could have went guard. You could have went a couple different positions where it would have affected this football team in a great way. Here comes the New York Giants at 6. The New York Giants took Daniel Jones out of Duke at 6. I was at happy hour, and I couldn't believe that they really went that direction. And it's nothing against Daniel Jones, but you don't really see someone ranked as the third-best quarterback go that high. We saw it last year, kind of. Baker being Baker Mayfield being the first, the second-best quarterback behind Darnold, going first overall to Cleveland, but it paid dividends because Baker Mayfield's accuracy trumped that shortness and things of that nature. He, he He's a decent arm talent, but very accurate. So he was... A really, really an outlier to what people thought a great quarterback should be. Sam Darnold was your prototypical quarterback, 6'4, six, 6'5, six, strong, strong arm, big guy, stand in the pocket, take hits, run a little bit, but he failed. So he failed to three. So he, you know, it, it definitely would, it definitely surprised me that Dwayne wasn't taken. At six, and, and right then and there, I knew either the Redskins might trade up there, or we're we're looking at Dwayne Haskins falling. When I started to look at the board, I started to see teams that really had their quarterback situation set. I think the only player, the only team that I felt where I was truly fearful, I think the only two were the Denver Broncos at ten, and I was fearful of the Miami Dolphins at thirteen. The reason being is because John Elway's um, John Elway's philosophy of quarterbacks, it, it, he's been he's been missing on so many of them that I, I kind of felt that he, they needed to get a quarterback. Um, we saw today the that they um, we saw today or yesterday that they yeah today actually they, they went Drew Lock, um, and. So they kind of had an idea that they weren't going to invest in the quarterback that high. Here comes Miami at 13. The Ryan Tannehill experiment didn't even, that didn't even work. They ended up training Ryan Tannehill out of there. And it that was a spot that I saw him going. I said to myself, okay, Miami's definitely going to take him. I think I was sitting with a couple friends of mine, and I thought in my head, well, look, look Miami's going to take him. But in the back, also, I also thinking that if Miami does not take this guy, he's going to be a Washington Redskins. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And so when Miami went, um, I think Dexton Lawrence from um Clemson, the D-Tackle, um I knew right then and there we got our guy. Washington got their guy. Someone who went to school in Montgomery County, went to school with Daniel Snyder's son, and Daniel Snyder knew him as a kid and and a local guy. And the story really resonated with me, and it it helped. It kind of made me think, like, wow, like, this team really, really believed in their off-season approach and kept so much stuff secret that no one knew that they would legitimately take a quarterback in the first round and they did it, um, and it, it, I think they probably would have went Daniel Jones at fifteen if the Giants would have went with, um, if the Giants would have went with Dwayne Haskins would have been a great value at fifteen. A lot of people speculate that Daniel Jones maybe should have went in the second or third round. That's neither here, that's 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 hearsay to me. I mean, he's basically was the third best quarterback. In the draft, and the way that the draft shaped, you saw that he definitely was considered the third or second best quarterback. Um, guys like Drew Locke and Will Greer didn't go into the third and fourth round, and um, guys who you thought, who people thought were the best quarterbacks, um, are going to be backups. Um, and you're going to see Daniel Jones and Dwayne Haskins battle it out for years to come because these guys are going to come in. Um, me believing Dwayne Haskins is going to be able to start sooner than later. Um, Daniel Jones has more of a reason to sit. But to be realistic, both of these guys are going to start at some point of the season. Um, you got an agent quarterback in New York and Eli Manning, who, who is under a lot of fire. They traded Odell Beckham. They got Sterling Shepard. They got Evan Ingram. Get, things like that. Um, you got to get somebody to get them, get these guys the ball, and and can and. And Daniel Jones create with um can create plays with his legs because he definitely is a outside pocket guy who can definitely run um and is a very athletic guy. Um same thing with Dwayne Haskins, not as athletic, but is a great pocket presence and can definitely get in the pocket and step up and is big enough to avoid sacks. Uh, six five, just a, just a, just a, just a big kid, and, and I'm so, I was so impressed um, with watching him at Ohio State. Um, forty eight hundred yards, fifty touchdowns, eight interceptions. He was so great in so many of those big time games that to, on, to only have been a first year starter. It was, it was, it was great to see. So, those two are going to battle out for years to come, and now the NFC East is kind of that division who have is four great young quarterbacks. We, it, we, we have a couple years to see if everyone down the line will pan out. But you got four guys who are all young and who are all promising, and it's it's great to see the Redskins finally. Didn't do anything over the top, but they got that guy. He's the franchise guy. He can sit behind uh, Case Keenum if they elect him to sit behind Case or sit behind Colt. Um, I truly believe that come out, come out, um, coming out of week one, that you have no choice. Fifteen overall pick, Dwayne Haskins needs to be your starter, um, and. You, like i like bringing up back bringing back the baker mayfield paradox, um bring out the uh Baker mayfield thing and he waited a five weeks before he got in before he got in and and really took that team by storm I think that he's such a i think the Wayne is such a talent that he could come in in week one and and kind of get his stride and you see in in Ohio state he got better week by week by week he's kind of that receptive player that that gets better with the pieces surrounding him. He had a lot of decent wide receivers. And you saw yesterday um, that Washington actually took one of his receivers um, from Ohio State to get him more comfortable. So to me, that's more reason why I think he will be able to start. Um, you got more opportunity with a bigger arm for guys to actually get the opportunity to get downfield. So we might see more from Josh Doxson. This is a big year. I've talked about it before. This is a big year for Josh Doxson. He really has to step it up. You have a young quarterback that needs your help in those situations where Dwayne will throw it up and you know Josh Doxson has to come down with it. Um, so it it is a very, very unique situation. The running back situation is getting back, um, is getting back in a full stride. Uh, So that was the Dwayne Haskins pick at 15. Like I said, I'm really ecstatic to see him come to Washington. I remember early January, I I looked at a lot of the Redskins social media outlets, and people really start, this hype started in January and February as the combine came around. People photoshopping pictures of Dwayne in the Redskins uniform, and it came into fruition. The Redskins got who they wanted they got who they want. They stuck to their board and they got to the one. And it's been like that for the past couple of years. You saw that they stuck to the board. Josh Allen was projected to be a top five pick. Jonathan Allen, excuse me. Jonathan Allen was supposed to be a top five, top ten pick. He failed. Uh, Same thing with Deron Payne, one of the top defensive tackles in that draft in 2017. Failed. In 2018, excuse me. He failed. So you see... What a great way that this front office, that Doug Williams and and, and, and a, you know, Bruce Allen has a lot to do with it, and, and and so it's a it's a really really good thing to watch this front front office taking strides to satisfy this fan base and create a decent product on the field. It's we it's still a lot to see. But these are the right steps. This draft right here proved that they could do it with, Kyle, with the Kyle Smiths of the world and the, and the Doug Williams of the world and Bruce Allen and guys like that. Um, they did a great job scouting. They did a great job sticking to their board, like I said before. Now, the surprise of the night was as As I'm leaving, leaving where I was at watching the draft, I was, I think I was going to another spot just to watch the rest of the draft. I knew the Redskins were done for the night. I'm driving my car. My phone instantly buzzes and it's saying that the Redskins traded up to number 26 ahead of Oakland. Sorry for interruption, you guys. But like I was saying, they traded up ahead of Oakland. And I immediately thought pass Russia. Because initially at 15, that's most likely where they were going to go. Um, with the loss of Preston Smith, that being such a huge loss. Um, they needed someone to solidify that. That edge on the other side of Ryan Kerrigan. And with a lot of people going off the board, um Montez Sweat was available. And if you guys recall in February, Montez Sweat had a monster combine running a 44140. He's listed at 6'6, 250 plus pounds, and it's just a freak of nature. Um the concern became that his heart was too small and wouldn't be able to keep up with the athletic athletic wear and tear that football puts on you. And so a lot of a lot of people took Montez sweat off of his draft board, off of their draft board. And it's unfortunate because a lot of people had Josh Allen and Montez Sweat, the best two pass rushers, and Brian Burns, the best. Those three right there were the best play, best pass rushers available in that first round. People even had Montez Sweat going as high as four to Oakland. Oakland went with uh, Cleland Farrell. Cluck, Cluck, I'm sorry if I'm butchering his name, Clelen Farrell from Clemson, at four. To me, was a complete reach because a lot of people thought he would go right around where, lot right around where Montez went. I think they maybe could have got him at twenty seven with that pick that they um, got from the Bears. Um, but it it happened, guys. Washington traded up and took Montez. Sweat and. I just couldn't believe they really took a chance to trade it up. They ended up giving up their second round pick this year. Um, yeah, they ended up giving up their second round pick. That, to me, with all the misses, all the misses and miss happens in the second round, no better value. It would have been no better value than Montez Sweat. In the second round, in my opinion, Um, you had a lot of players go in the second round. Um, um, It was a lot. The second round might have been just had maybe your like your blue collar good players. While the first round carried a lot of all you know great players that were going to be eventual Pro Bowlers, but the second round had your blue collar hard working guys who who could have went first, but the board dictated in such a way where they would fall out. You saw a lot of guys fall out of the first round that were projected in January to be first-round picks. So, yes, we lost the second-round pick, but we gained one of the best players in the draft, in Montez Sweat, giving up a second-round pick and with the Colts who ended up having, like, two or three second-round picks. So they they got their team a little bit better. But I'm glad that they did it because it, it just gives us so much flexibility and a great addition to the front seven of the – I just – I'm just elated. I listed on my Facebook earlier – Um yeah, definitely check out my Facebook. Um, it's just Malik Ross. But I listen on my Facebook. This will be the starting front seven for Washington. Listen, listen. We got John Allen. We got Deron Payne. We got my, Matt Ayayenites, who just got a contract extension. We got Ryan Kerrigan we have Montez Sweat, we have Ruben Foster, and we have Sean Dion Hamilton or Mesa Foster, whoever you want to go with. Can't, it's like, respect what this, respect what was built over the past four years. This defense, if healthy, if the offense can keep it off the field, I promise you will be a top 10 defense this year. It's Barring injury, is no way that you build the defense for three years straight, and we don't get it. Don't it doesn't pay dividends the way we need it to. The only question mark, and I've talked about it several times. The only sketchiness I see is cornerback and say in free safety because Landon Collins pretty much is assuring that. <laughs> excuse me, that we're going to have a great. You know, run support and safety back there. Who can also cover tight ends? That can cover deep in the, deep in the on the field. So it it just that secondary is questionable. But front seven against the run and being able to create pressure is going to be. It's very exciting. It's very exciting to think about, and I'm excited to see what this defense has and, and what it's going to bring to the table. And by all means, I expect the defense to take a leap in 2019. There'll be an elite defense. Um, Montez Sweat brings an element to this team that ha- we haven't had in a long time. I think Preston Smith and like Brian Arakpo are the same mold, kind of just power players who weren't finesse who. Yes, while power matters, you got to be able to beat these tackles in the NFC East who are great. Um, Except for the Giants. (laughs) But Jason Peters and Tyron Smith, guys like that, you got to be able to beat these guys with the initial step right off the ball, being able to give them a quick swim and bend your body well enough to be able to get to the quarterback. And And Montez Sweat, had brings that element that we haven't had here, probably since like like Dexter Manley. <laughs> so it, he is an outlier in a sense. His speed, his strength, and his size. It it, it brings a great you almost. Can put him up there with like the Demarcus Lawrences of the world, things like that, those those freaking nature players who's gonna be at, I I I I I'ma am I'm going to do a bold prediction. You're gonna see Montez sweat. If he's healthy, if everything clears out, 10 sack or more guys it's this year. This year, because there's not a there's not a defensive end or edge rusher like that in the NFC East. There hasn't really been one. It's going to be so hard for defenses, for offensive coordinators to account for him. They're going to have to chip him because I believe that he's going to be so fast getting off the ball that first few games, you're looking at three, four sacks right there. Now, granted, our schedule was tough. But he is going to make a. He's going to be a difference maker on this front seven, and I, that's a bold prediction. But I, from watching him from from being at Mississippi State and watching uh, watching film on him and watching highlights of him, I've seen just pure dominance. Twenty two sacks over the past two years in the SEC. 22 and a half, excuse me. That type of dominance just doesn't come in the SEC out of nowhere. He was a a a, wreck, a force to be reckoned with in college. And his game definitely translates to the NFL. So Montez Sweat was, the, was a steal. Was a steal, and a lot of people aren't giving this front office credit. They definitely did what they needed to do to jump up and get their guy. You heard Jay Gruden say, we would have took Montez at 15. That's how much of a value he was when he started to slide because of health concerns. And you notice that the Redskins have taken chances on guys who had a lot of injury concerns. Kendall Fuller, Fabian Monroe, Darius guys, guys like that who had injury concerns, they came out and balled out. Jonathan Jonathan Allen was another guy. First, that's why he fell in in that 2017 draft. Um, that's why he fell. So John, so they're kind of taking more chances, but also they're getting high character guys who who are going to be great leaders. You see Jonathan Allen is taking a step to be a a great leader. Fabian Monroe is stepping up and is one of the uh, uh, leaders of the secondary. They're taking high character guys who, who are going to make a difference on this team. And I'm excited. I'm excited for this defense. And, yeah, that's Montez Sweat in a nutshell to me. Like I said, bold prediction, guys. Hold me to this. If I'm lying, you guys can not listen to me anymore. But I, by the end of 2019 season, by the end of the 2019 season, you're going to see a 10 sack season out of Montez Sweat. And then you already got production out of Ryan Kerrigan on the other side, who produce, who gives you 10 sacks automatically. So I'm I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Um, Moving on, we didn't have a second-round pick. Um, We didn't have a second-round pick um, because we traded up. So we went receiver. Uh, A lot of people were upset that um, D.K. Metcalf wasn't thought about. Um, He got taken at the end of the second round. Um, Seattle ended up trading up for him. And I was a DK Metcalf guy myself. Um, but I knew with the speculation that his footwork wasn't all that great. Um, and he was just a speed guy that he was going to end up falling out of the, out of the, um, excuse me guys, out of this, uh, second round. I I was at work and, Nobody believed me, I, but I knew that, um, you know, um, I was talking to my boy, um, uh, DJ uh, Marilyn Smoke, he um, he has a podcast as well, check it out. He was like, wow, why didn't, um, he made a podcast, why didn't we take him, take uh, DK Metcalf?" as far as the with that 26 pick. And I knew that value wasn't great right there. I would have loved to see that, but it wouldn't have been ideal because of the need at pass rusher. And the way that the pass rushers were kind of set up, after Montez Sweat, you may have just Ja'Kai Polite and uh, Winnowich out of Michigan State so it wasn't a lot of guys that were difference makers like Amantez Sweat. So you had to take that chance, like I said before. But going back to what I said, um, in the third round, um we ended up taking Terry McLaurin uh with the 76 overall pick. Uh wide receiver out of Ohio State, ran a 4 three forty, had around 700 yards, um, 747 yards, uh, around seven or eight touchdowns with Dwayne Haskins, Ohio State. And I talk about the familiarity of having somebody who you play with in college on the same team as you in the pros and how that's going to benefit Dwayne Haskins at this next level. And you're going to see you're going to see that he's going to be an initial starter in the slot. I, I Automatically, I thought Jameson Crowder's replacement. I know a lot of people say Trey Quinn, but he's more that Jameson Crowder. I'm going to go as far as to say he's even up there with Pierre Garcon because of his size and his physicality. He's a great blocker. Um, great block on the outside. I know I watched the draft and they um, talked about uh, against Penn State how um, he took out three guys in the block. and... And I knew the value wasn't going to be there for DK Metcalf at 26. So we went with Montez Sweat and that was the right thing to do in my opinion. So, with that being said, moving on, in the third round, we went ahead and we took Terry McClury, if I'm not mistaken. McLaurin, excuse me. Uh, third third round pick, 176 uh, well, overall. And McClurray is a speed guy, 4'3", 40. Uh, great production at Ohio State um, with Dwayne Haskins. Had around 700-plus 700, 700 yards. Seven um, receiving touchdowns. um, Speedster. Um, But also brings a level of physicality to this team. And um, when I was watching his draft profile, uh, while watching the draft, he had blocked three guys in in the Penn State and Ohio State game. um, Blocked three guys into each other. So, great physical player. um, Can definitely... Uh, stretch the field in um, that spread offense. He was—it seemed like watching tape, and he was always open just because of his speed. And he—he's not afraid to get physical, which is something we've missed since Pierre Garçon was here. Pierre Garçon was that physical receiver that blocked downfield on screens that that on and, and run plays. Um, initially, I thought about Deshaun Jackson. Um, he models, he said, McClaren um, said he definitely models his game after the Sean Jackson um, in straight speed-wise. Uh, and, and, and it's only a one-trick pony to Deshaun Jackson's game where he's not blocking and things of that nature and he's not as physical as you noticed when he was here he was hurt a lot so Terry McClurry was a great pick for the Skins and also it also provides a level of familiarity for Dwayne Haskins to bring somebody in to help him out and that's why I think, truly believe that Dwayne Haskins is was brought in 15th overall, not to sit behind Case Keenum, but to start. So Terry McClurry, great pickup at a great at a great value. A lot, um, Paris Campbell, who I would have loved, came off the board to Indy. Um, I was watching. I, I kind of figured Indy was was going to take a receiver to go alongside um, T.J. Hilton, but. Um great pickup regardless to me. Um, and I feel like he's going to be a great receiver and great in the receiving room. And and it's some competition. It's some competition for for Josh Doxson to come in and from this rookie class. And um it was another pick, but we're gonna get to that a little later. Um moving on, Bryce Love selected in the fourth round. Um, 112th overall, running back out of Stanford. Didn't know too much about this guy um, until they talked about him, and then I actually looked into his uh, highlights and didn't know that he was a Heisman Heisman candidate in 2017. Man, this guy is fast. <laughs> um has the ability to make people miss in the open field. Physical guy that runs between the tackles, that that gets up the field. But he runs hard, and he also has that breakaway speed. Um, they said um, he he broke so many 50-yard runs. Um, I think he broke an FBS record of how many 50-yard runs he had in the season. C- I mean, this guy was an elite talent. If he would have came out in last year's draft, in the twenty eighteen draft, he was projected to even go as high as the first or second round um, with the backs like Darius Geis, who came out with who came out last year. Um, so I'm I'm I didn't know too much about this pick. It kind of raised the eyebrow until I did the research on it, and I'm and I understand. Why Washington went in this direction with Adrian Peterson being 34-year-old and Chris Thompson not being able to remain healthy? When it's all said and done, these two running backs, Darius Geis and Bryce Love, moving forward, will definitely, definitely be the backs of the future if they have if they stay healthy. Now they're both coming off ACLs. And so we have to see what type of production they're going to give us. But it is exciting to think about because Adrian Peterson also come coming off an ACL at one point in his career and coming back in full form and, and being a pro bowler um, after that. So he can help be that mentor that these running backs need to help them get their careers back on track after uh, a major injury like an ACL but if people come back from ACL I'm not even really going to call it a major injury anymore because the doctors are getting better the science are getting better it's getting better so the ACL is more understandable and easier to heal now than it was m- maybe 10-15 years ago you hear about somebody tearing their ACL it was you know but um that pick was a great pick and I understand why they did it um so Bryce Love out of Stanford, great pick. Um, f- another fourth-round pick that we got back, and, the, and, and to go back, I'm, I forgot to mention that we did have th- two third-round picks coming into this draft. We traded back um, with Buffalo, traded back one of the thirds to Buffalo to get two fours, and we got more value, and we got more picks, which – which is what, we're, what you have to do is, is you have to you have to get more players. You have to draft more players. The more you draft, the more opportunity that you have for you for those players to for you to get great players out of the maybe what nine or ten dra- guys that you draft. So, if you draft 10 guys instead of drafting seven, you got a chance of maybe getting four players out of that or five players who are going to make a difference out of your team. So, the more draft picks you got, the better it is. Um, um The second fourth-round pick was Wes Martin out of Indiana, um, a guard. <laughs> A guard and I, I, I'm ecstatic that we finally understand that we had to go young with the offensive line and build depth. I'm not saying Wes Martin will be a starter. Um Eric Flowers who was brought in um, in free agency. Um they're gonna try to kick him inside the guard and hopefully Bill Callahan can work with him to maybe build up his stature and maybe he can be a decent guard, but it doesn't hurt to bring in competition in depth so West Martin out of Indiana was 131st overall selected West martin big guy 6'4", 311 pounds um said so he threw up 38 reps of the 225 pounds at his pro day it that's pretty pretty good. <laughs> 38 reps, strong guy, Um, great run blocker from what I've seen. Um, Decent pass blocker, but the the nastiness of him is, is really good to see that he's strong. really good to see that he's he has a strong upper body that that 38 reps in a bench press was was uh was enough for me um was a cap two-time captain uh four-year starter those are these are the type of guys that matter that that um that understand that when you're playing on the offensive line it is good to have those type of years on you because you've seen so many different type of protection schemes. You've seen so many type of blitzes, and it all equates. I know it was in college, but when you're regarded as a, a, a cerebral player who understands the offensive line, it's good to have four-year starters. Most offensive linemen usually do two, three years because you're initially you're building your strength and you're also learning more and more. It's probably not the most difficult position in, in football, but it is a difficult position to understand. And people take, and linemen take pride. So, it, it, you know, I love, I played offensive line in high school. So I know that it is a great position. Um, so, Wes Martin. Great pick to me. Guard out of Indiana. Great pick to me. Um, in the fifth round, uh, we took Ross Pierce, Pierce, Pierce Stacker. Sorry, I probably butchered that. Um, center guard out of Alabama. Another four-year starter. Another captain. Another cerebral player. um. Standing at about 6'3", three hundred uh, and nine pounds. Um, he was the anchor of those offensive lines uh with Tua and Jalen Hearns and and um Jalen Hurts and and guys like that. And he was the anchor for four years for the for that all Alabama offensive line. Um he talked about when he was drafted um, when the Redskins brought him, work him out, work him out. He, they moved him inside the guard to work him out at guard. So he's not just a center. He has experience as center in guard, which brings a great versatility. To, which brings great versatility for us. And he will be, in my opinion, from watching, watching him and looking at highlights of him, and the talks about him. I believe that he has a, a real opportunity to start this year if he beats out Eric Flowers. Um, Like I said, Eric Flowers kind of is like the penciled-in starter right now at guard. But these two guys are going to make it very difficult for Eric Flowers to hold that starting position because of their overall value. And a lot of people, a lot of Redskins fans were upset that we didn't go after like a Deontay Thompson from Alabama to safety. I think you have to value, you have to value, like, the value of them. (laughs) I know I just, like, used the same word twice, but that was a, those two players in the fourth and fifth round were great values at that spot because you needed depth at offensive line, and they were like I said, four-year, three-year starters. So they could have gone higher, but the way that the board was set up, people, you know, it was more of a defensive draft. Running backs were flying, and then tight end and wide receiver in that order. So it it was natural that positions like guard and center were going to slip, and so this was an ideal spot for you to take a guard and center that really makes sense. It was so much depth in this draft that you go, you, it's, it wasn't, it wasn't going to be hard for us to find value in the later rounds. And I think that these two guys are going to make a difference on this offensive line immediately, whether it be them starting, maybe it, maybe someone gets hurt and someone has to fill in for somebody. It also creates more flexibility we still have to pay Sheriff, Brandon Sheriff, big money. So we can kind of be flexible with some of the guys that we're keeping because these guys are going to be on rookie deals. So it makes it more flexible to work on the offensive line. So I love the value of these two players in the offensive line in the late fourth and the early fifth round. Um, next, we took Cole Holcomb, linebacker out of North Carolina. Great pick. Another guy I wasn't too sure of. I wasn't all the way up on, but I saw that he ran a 4-8 40 time. Um, Great production in college. 105 tackles. He also had a sack. He had eight tackles for losses, a couple interceptions. Um, a very productive player in college he's he like i said he ran a 4 4.440 he's fast he gets to the, he gets to the uh, ball very quickly he puts his hat on somebody very quickly and he's a physical guy standing at about 6'2 230 um, there was even some talk of him maybe converting to safety but an inside linebacker speed is what 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 is great to see um, he's out of North Carolina So um, it's going to be interesting to see that linebacker core um, because that I feel like that was a great pickup as well. Um, Maybe we could have went with Mac Wilson out of Alabama. um, But I feel like for his speed, that's why he got to where he was at. And in the fifth round, why not give him a shot? Um, and he had great production in 2018. Um, so, uh, hey, another, another good pick to me. Um, moving on to the sixth round, uh, we took Kelvin Harmon, wide receiver out of North Carolina state, another, another blue chip, blue collar player who failed, um, and I talked about my belief as to why he fell in this draft. Um, he ran a 4.640. And I believe that hurt his stock. A lot of people had him ranked as the 4th or 5th. I think a couple of people had him ranked the 3rd best receiver in this draft. Um So to get him in the sixth round, again, value. What a great value. And he's hungry to play Um, a New Jersey kid. Uh, Just seeing that um, Dwayne Haskins knows him personally playing ball up in New Jersey. Um, Very excited to have him on. And just watching him, he's another guy who's going to push the Josh Doxon bubble because it's the same build of guy. 220 six two, and can jump out of the gym, and he had a lot of jump ball situations at NC State with Ryan Finley, where Ryan Finley would just throw it up, and he just goes up and climbs the ladder and catches. You saw a lot of acrobatic catch catches, one handed catches, um, sideline catches. So for him to fall to the sixth round and the Redskins to get him. Was a steal and one of probably one of the biggest steals in day three. Um, So um, I feel like overall, what a great draft by Washington. Um, I feel we got value over just taking guys with big names and the guys with the big names went where they were supposed to go, which is in the first round. The later round is specifically designed to build the meat of your team and get guys who are going to be contributors eventually and develop them. So in the first first round, we got guys who are going to be automatic impact starters. Then as the rounds progress, you got guys who are going to eventually be great starters who can maybe come in. But you're building more and more depth to a team that has suffered from injury for the past three years. And that is the most important thing I think we got out of this draft. What a way to, for them to build a, in this draft after speculation that they had no idea what they were doing. And, and you got it. As as Redskins fans, I, I've been hard on them this year. Everyone's been hard on them. But they did such a beautiful job at this draft and I know it almost seems too good to be true but we have a lot to look forward to in the future and keep an optimistic view of this team I believe in the next three years this team will be something to holler about something to cheer for again something for people to come out to Now that I've seen that they're taking the right steps, building in the draft, not necessarily going after the biggest name guy. So I gotta applaud this Washington Redskins front office, and I'm really excited for this season. Yo, HTTR, man. Sleek Hell of a Skins fan out.